0: You're listening to Irish radio candidate home and abroad, Tough Alter Road, 'cause cos uh, Modern and you. Um Tommy Jaconsley uh for you, Ronald, Bio, Erlen Le Institute, Trio Le Vale. And that is live online Irish classes with a third level institution. And we're going to be chatting with Darren O'Roddy. He is with Kalosh to Nahern and uh, that is based in Ireland. And he is the executive chairperson. And Darren, tough alter, wrote and guramila mahagat.
1: Yeah, guramagat austin, and glorat.
0: So, um, you guys, uh, we're, we're going to hear a third level institution Irish. First of all, fill me in a little bit on that, uh, on what that's about.
1: Yeah, surprisingly enough, now we're well, so we're a private, um, uh, so we're a private company, but we uh, we set about to teach art to to adults many years ago, and we took the decision maybe seven or eight years ago to um, to apply for a third level status, so on um, which we achieved, uh, and now we're we're the first actually uh, Irish language university in the world, and still the only Irish language university in the world, so. All of our activities that we conduct and all of our staff, they all, we all we do everything through the medium of Irish. We file our tax returns through Irish. We do pretty much everything, you know, um, through the medium of Irish. And we've we've expanded throughout the years. So, um, but generally, what we do is we teach Irish to to adults only, um, and we've kind of specialised in that from from day one.
0: So, as a curriculum, as a third level institute with a curriculum. It is focused on the language or on, on Irish culture. Would that be correct? It is. It's,
1: yeah, it's, so it's focused on the language. So we have it at, so for example, we have a postgraduate uh, diploma in translation. That will be our highest um, course. And then we have lower level ones. So we have got um, certificates in professional Irish that would help um, civil servants who are interacting with the public. And then we have general Irish language courses. And they will be our most popular courses where now through the medium of... The internet, and particularly since COVID happened and uh, the proliferation of Zoom, now we provide classes worldwide.
0: It's only, as you mentioned, that uh, you mentioned translation services that clicked as you said it, of course, Mm -hmm. that Irish is an officially recognized language in the European Parliament. And uh, there are opportunities for the Irish now to provide translation services across Europe.
1: Yeah, and uh, they're very well-paid jobs um, in in the EU. So um, Ireland would have the same status, for example, as well, probably not French, but um, certainly maybe Greek or, or some of the, um, the the lesser languages. But but pretty much every document in the EU now has to be translated into Irish, and it wasn't the case up until um, there was a derogation for many years. So. Uh, As part of that, the the training that we provide, uh, our students here in in Dublin, they go on then to the EU institutions uh, and then they provide uh, those translation services there.
0: So based on that, uh, there, there obviously would be a great demand because it's a career opportunity that didn't exist as such. And as a result of that, the accusation that was always being levelled in my time at national school and secondary school was there was there was nothing ahead of you if you, the Irish language was not going to get you anywhere. Whereas that's not the case anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. People say like you know, I mean, and I mean, with, with a bit of legitimacy in some cases where they say what's the point in learning Irish in school because some people actually never get an opportunity to use it after Lily school. But I think increasingly now, and um, that you can see there's actually a, a commercial or an economic advantage actually learning Irish in that you will you have a better chance of getting a job in the EU because it's now an official language. And because of Brexit, you would wonder where the English language is going to lie in years to come uh, in the EU because Ireland now is the only English-language-speaking country in the EU. Um, and we have two official languages in Ireland. And the first official language um, is Irish, and then the second official language um, is English. But also what we've seen as well, that the legislation is going through the also so that they're going to actually actively recruit more Irish speakers into the public sector in Ireland as well. So that gives an, another advantage for people who have a high level of, of Irish, that they're, they're, their chance of getting a job in the public sector in Ireland have increased.
0: Likewise, I would suppose that once language crosses the line to become a part of business, which in effect it is through the EU, its chances of survival are greatly enhanced, particularly for a language that was being marginalized, as was the case with Irish. So in the longer term, I presume this would then give an impetus and a strength and a a vitality to the Irish language that was badly needed. Yeah, because a
1: lot of people um, have said that the state, and I think correctly so, that the state has failed since the founding of the state to provide actually an infrastructure for people to conduct their lives through Irish. You would always hit some roadblock somewhere. So, for example, if you want health services through Irish, you mightn't be able to get them. So Mm -hmm. you have had a case years ago with people from Guelphic areas. I know you're from um, Galway uh, yourself, Austin. So people from Connemara may have been trying to explain, you know, I don't know, some heart condition, but then they wouldn't have the English to actually describe it. And then on the other side, the doctor wouldn't have the Irish to understand them. So there's the barrier, and that actually led to a demise in Irish because people felt that you needed English to get essential services, such as medical care. and So there has been a lack, I think, of... Uh, Investment by the state in providing that infrastructure. And actually, the EU are showing the way, I think, in terms of investing in it and respecting um, uh, and preserving uh, minority languages such as Irish.
0: Interesting to raise that uh, example because I remember a few years ago listening to the lady that's responsible for the Welsh language in Wales and providing bilingual medical. Services was actually very much a priority, uh, so that mm-hmm. was that was <laughs> an interesting one, and uh, how, how important that is. Um, the there was another yeah, one, yeah, go on,
1: yeah, no, just because some people might say, oh, um you know, maybe that might, might, some people might deem it a waste of money, um, you know, maybe providing bilingual services for, for medical care. But, for, for example, if you have a Guelph area and you have a child with speech impediment, and that child is a young child, they may not have very good, they may, may not have no no English. Mm-hmm. So it is actually a necessity to provide certain services through um, to Irish, you know, and I think that's a good example kind of speech therapy.
0: Indeed. So, as a third-level institute, you guys have um, some courses coming up online, which are able to appeal to a global audience. But I think in this case, are you specifically targeting North America? Yeah. So, what happened was,
1: since lockdown happened, we used to not provide live and um, kind of face-to-face classes and streaming classes, um, you know, on the internet via Zoom. But since COVID happened, then we had no option but to do it. And now what was noticed is that half of our students are actually from based outside of Ireland, and so I think the the, the most recent courses we had, uh, I think maybe a, a total of 600 signed up, and about 150 were from North America, so between between Canada and USA. So we we and we're we're very. Um, careful about getting feedback so we were constantly asking for feedback to try and improve our courses and make sure that that people are happy and some of the feedback we got was look some of the the times don't suit us you know because we were having it at like between seven and nine usually Irish time p.m or on a Saturday so what we decided to do is then to to uh, have it at between seven and nine at at eastern time that would suit people and I suppose in the in the east coast uh, of Canada and the States, and then once once we, we kind of bet that in, and there's good demand for it, then we'll try and then provide the similar service then for other time zones then across uh, Canada and, and and the US.
0: Right. So what's coming up in the near future? So yeah, so we
1: have courses at five levels that we're offering, you know, between between the seven and nine uh, Eastern Standard Time, so and they're complete beginners. That's people who've never. You know, uh, spoken a word of Irish before up to advanced, so it kind of, it suits people from every step along the way, and then if you have some people who maybe have done an Irish class in the past, I'm not sure of their level if they go to our website, there's a free online test, um, and it's very comprehensive, over 100,000 people have done the test since we enacted it, so um, it's still the test of time since 2004, and um, so, yeah, so, um, and what we generally do with our classes is they're very, they're very interactive and they're conversational. So, while we do teach small pieces of grammar, the the emphasis is on spoken art and it's trying to give people enough time to practice and give them confidence to speak the language. Um, and that's the focus that, that we have. And it's using kind of communicative techniques such as role play and and pair work and things like that. And there's ways and means of doing that using Zoom that you can have kind of virtual rooms and all that. So, and we've been, you know, we've been doing this for many years. So we're kind of, we we, we, we like to think ourselves as experts in it at this point.
0: I was chatting recently with... Them. Our Canadian counterparts, they, uh, because there's a, an immersion weekend coming up, and or uh, would have mm. just it would have just happened actually. And uh, one of the questions I put to them was like, if somebody found themselves in the wrong class, uh, you know, when they did mm. the test, they may have found that they were in a beginner level, but really, when it came to conversation, they yeah. may have been intermediate or vice versa. Yeah. Is there the yeah. facility for somebody to kind of correct themselves along the way? Well, what they can do is they can switch. The beauty
1: of what we do is that we've got lots and lots of classes. So it's right. very easy that if, if someone finds themselves in the first class and they're completely lost or on the, the alternative is they find themselves actually too good, then they can switch to another class and we facilitate that. That's no problem.
0: And the other thing I suppose that's very important when it comes to language is the ability to converse. So that if you have a yeah. lot of people on, how are you able to handle that someone can get into a relatively intimate conversation like you and I are having at the moment uh, to help develop their language skills.
1: Yeah, so what we do is we use, as I said, pair work and group work. So what we will do is we'll put them into, say for argument's sake, uh, we're in a room at the moment, so we can create different virtual rooms. So it means then that we will never have 20 more or more than 20 in a class. So then we break that up into... Say 10 rooms of two people. And so right. I would chat to you about whatever it is, your pastime or whatever, and then you go back to the teacher, and then the teacher may correct or not, or move on to the next lesson. And then, But it's just giving you ample time to practice what you've been taught.
0: Right. So then when it comes to homework and the ability to refresh, uh, because we're mm. now in modern technology and there is the ability to record, or is the ability to stream at a later time, is there any mm. play, uh, any? capability of that being provided to the children.
1: well what we do is we provide comprehensive notes so okay. um, that's one thing you get and also we set up many years ago we set up a, an e-learning uh, website called rongana.com so that has interactive lessons you can do in your own time so as part of that service you also get access to um lessons on Rongna.com. so that's something that you can practice in between
0: classes Right. So this gets underway, I think, is it the second of May or around that the beginning of May. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So in a fortnight's time. Yeah. So um, and I think I just looked at the the Canadian classes there and uh, US classes, and uh, there, there's still spaces in all of them. So, so there's okay. still still time to sign up, and um, because it happens in. In February we completely sold out, but a week to go, but um, just just a few just a few spaces now. So. Right.
0: so if somebody does want to sign up, what are the coordinates and where does somebody find the information?
1: Yeah, if they just go to www and it's dot com. So that's G A E L C H U L T U R dot com. And then they can they can just click on um, it, it'll be very self evident on, on on the
0: website what to do that. Fantastic. Well, Darren, thanks a million for taking the time. It's been great learning about what you're doing, and you've been able to share it. Hmm.